Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 421. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we get to talk Canadian football. Oh, my it's the season. But you know what? Hey, it's free agency. Free agency right now. This new thing with the, the league where they, the other teams get to talk to the players a week before free agency. Well, that's happening right now. Right now, we're to starting Tuesday. We're Tuesday. We're exactly one week for free agency. So tomorrow morning, whoa, the phones are going to light up, and we're going to talk. Everybody's going to be out there talking about everybody else. So what are we talking about tonight? What are we going to talk about now? Okay, so Strebler, this quarterback, this hard to call him a quarterback because he barely throws the ball. When he does, it's only like five yards. But he runs all over the place, and everybody thinks he's wonderful. Chugs a beer and drinks drinks down the streets of Winnipeg with no shirt on and a fur coat. It, it's kind of gay, actually. But uh, anyhow, beside the point, I uh, yeah, send all the mail to Will. Um, so moving on. Um, so he signs a, a futures contract with uh, the Arizona Cardinals, which means dick squat. That just basically means that uh, he's got – to show up at training camp and get beat up by somebody and then get brought home in an ambulance. Okay. We all know that. So, but everybody's going, Oh, good for him. He's going to make it. He's such a great quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. In fact, I don't even think he could make a third string backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Go ahead. Try it. Yeah. And then people are saying, well, he's going to be a tight end. Well, he's too small for a tight end in the NFL and a wide receiver. He's not fast enough. Okay, so the guy's just down there being training camp fodder, and he's going to get fucked up, and uh, bad things are going to happen to him. Now, seriously, if you want to look at a, a player who actually is a proven commodity, it's Lewis Ward, right? Field goal kicker for the Ottawa Red Blacks. He can't make it down in the NFL. Uh, like, seriously, this guy set how many records this year? Like, he, he almost went the entire season without missing a field goal, and they lost, missed three in one game. Uh, but just unbelievable, Mr. Automatic. And he's just this little short shit. And then Richie Leone goes in there and he, he, an amazing punter. He can't make it in the NFL, but people think that this bozo in a fur coat can make it in the NFL. Maybe that's why they're looking at him. They're going, Hey, no shirt, uh, fur coat, minus 40, chugging a beer. It just fits in with the rest of the lunatics in the NFL. That's probably why the Arizona Cardinals signed him. Uh, and I'm really hoping that it was the because otherwise I'm just looking like an idiot. And I seriously, I don't need help looking like an idiot. I do that really well on my own. Anyhow, uh, so that's my kind of take on that one. It's just kind of weird, ballsy, and it, it, people are so stupid. Oh, good luck. I hope you make it. Yeah, yeah. There's not a hope in hell he's going to make it. Let's move on. Uh, you keep a roster spot for him. Somebody, somebody's going to pick him back up on the way in. Uh, I don't know if it's Winnipeg. They may have a spot for him. They may not. Uh, obviously, they, they don't have, really have a backup position for Zach Galeros. And you would think that you would have a pretty skookum backup quarterback when you got Zach Kalushin, uh, <laughs> Concussion Caleros back there. Um, so what else? Oh, Derek Dennis. Yes, Charles brought this one up. Derek Dennis. He puts out a tweet that says, oh, 
must be nice to have a team that wants you. Well, Dennis, if you weren't such a dick, teams might want you around. Okay? Plain and simple. Okay? Do your job, shut your mouth, and stop trying to act like Donald Trump. Okay? Move on. Get rid of your Twitter account. Uh, You know what? We have considerably less time has been spent talking about Duran Carter since she ditched most of his social media. Okay? We got nothing to pick on him. Dennis, on the other hand, we get to pick on him all the time because why? He's too stupid to play with a phone, and he shouldn't. Okay? And, you know, there was a couple of things that he put out there, and I couldn't even tell if it was English. Like, seriously. Uh, oh, another thing. Who was that? that did he, our good friend, uh, David Benefield, he posted, I think it was David Benefield. No, it might have been somebody else. I don't know. Said that I think I had three strokes trying to read what Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather had uh, tweeted, and I looked at it, and I, I don't know what the hell it was. I seriously, I could not tell what he was trying to say. Each word was from English, from the English language, but combined, I think it was something foreign. I'm, I'm not sure. And I don't know. You, you might want to have to try to look that one up. Google that one, Charles, and see if you can have it when you come around. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think it was Floyd Mayweather. Just absolutely clueless. Talking about teachers, I think, and, and the lack of teachers or, or – you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay, so let's talk some football here. Let's open up the phone lines and bring in the people. Uh, first up, I got uh, Will McDonald. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I got a football question for both of you. Okay, see if you can yep. get this right. Okay, who has the most wins in the CFL between 2008 and the end of 2019? Is this a real question? Yes, it is. Well, why? I just answer the question. Well, I would have to say it's the Calgary Stampeders. I was going to say Calgary. And you would be right. That's not the okay. question, though. My question what? is, who has the second most wins? Between 2008 and 2019? Yes, sir. Hmm. The BC Lions. This might shock you, the BC Lions. Really? really? Didn't shock well, me at all. You did that big... Uh, they had some good games. And guess who's third? And guess who's third? Saskatchewan yeah, Rough Riders? Third. Yes, sir. Very interesting. I heard that on another podcast today, and uh, I thought that was very interesting. A new Calgary, but I didn't think BC was second, but they are. Well, they were very dominant at the end of 2000, between 2008 and 2014. I mean, even in... Uh, well, Mike Benavides' uh, sure. first um, season as a coach, he got 13 wins. Yep. Yep. Right? They had several first-place finishes in that time frame, too. Yeah. So. yeah I was they pretty shocked it. by that. I was pretty shocked by that. So. I mean, I, I, I'm so. sure their, their, their 5-13 and 13 season last year didn't help. No. Well, no. No. I mean, the distance between first, second, and third is huge, but um, – but I was surprised it was BC. So well, not me. I guess. Well, 
I mean, I, I just looked at I the really... years that you were talking about, Will, when you said 2008. Yeah. Well, 2008 to 2014, I think BC would have beat Calgary. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right? Well, did not... 14, 2, 3, 4, um, 4, 10, 20, 40, 60, 80, maybe. Because also, too, in that period, 2008 to 2019, I believe the BC Lions in that time frame only missed the playoff once, and this was this past year. I think they made the playoff every other year. Oh, yeah. Well, they're... The last year with Wally, they missed the playoffs, right? Well, no, they missed the playoffs. They missed the right. playoffs this year, and then they two years in the a row. Playoffs now. two years ago, two years. Don't, no, no, you know they made they, it last year. Remember, they made the playoffs last year. They got thumped by got Hamilton hammered by in the Hamilton. semi in the crossover game. But the, the right, year right. they had Jeff Tedford as head coach, they missed. Was it? Yes. Was that it? Yeah, they finished seven and eleven, and they missed the playoffs. I mean that was that really, was the I longest think... that was the longest active streak in the CFL. Yeah, certainly wasn't Winnipeg. <laughs> no, I can't remember the numbers of of the Winnipeg, but they weren't way up there. Okay. So. No, but I'm really getting tired of the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans posting all this Grey Cup shit. It's like it's over. It's passe. It's it, it's old news. And yes, you never see Calgary fans do that for over and over ad nauseum. In fact, I don't even think yep. you saw Ryder fans posting like that ad nauseum yeah, for months and months when you afterwards. You won the Great Cup in 29 years. You got to make it last, man. No. Okay. You got to make it last, and there's nothing Stay else. Stay humble, Olympic, man. The Jets suck and win this year. Okay, big time. So they got to hold on to something. But the one thing I did see today about Chris Trevler and going to the NHL and they, or NFL and they released him was that he is a legend in Winnipeg. You can become a legend in two years. Is that correct? Apparently. I guess so. As a backup. I, mean, I guess so. I was going to say he was never a full-time starter either. Well, you know, no, he's he, a legend because he went to that parade with no shirt on and chugging beer. Yeah, that's what that's made right. him a legend. There you go. Not the on-field stuff. On-field, he was there average. You go. There you go. He wasn't even average. No, he was a good running back. Come on, guys. Give him credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put him in as a running back. He'd be amazing. It's no and, different and than Brad, uh, Brandon Bridge should be a, a, a slot back. Well, people get offended when I say that, but in reality, he is a back, and he did run. So, therefore, he's a running back. So, there you go. I mean, Damon Allen made his living doing that, but he also could throw the ball. I got to give Damon Allen credit for that. Strebler couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. Not accurately, enemies. Which I'm probably suits the right. NFL just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we took the no talent league. So. Did, who who watched that, that, that snore fest on Sunday? I actually thought it was a good game. but that yeah, The Super Bowl was actually a pretty good game, to be honest. Wait, seriously? But I, yes. 
Yeah, it came down to the last five minutes, really. But in reality, I knew that if uh, if uh, San Fran was up, wasn't up by 30 points, there was no way they were going to beat Kansas City. No. Kansas yeah. City just hangs around and hangs around and hangs around on this Well, that was the thing. Kansas City got the majority of their points in the final six minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, weren't they down? They were down 20, 20 to 10. They were down, yeah, they were down yep. 10 points with six minutes left. Yeah. Yep. And and, and um, San Fran had scored 17 straight points. Yep. And then they they went on a, had a nap. Mm-hmm. Their defense just uh, collapsed. And it's <laughs> funny, too, because the, the 49ers head coach was the defensive coach of the Atlanta Falcons that year. They blew a 28-3 to lead in the Grey Cup. So that guy's getting a bad reputation. Yeah. Anyways. Well. And then I did, and then the biggest part of the Super Bowl, I did hear lots of complaints. I can't believe people complain about things, how the halftime show was, and there was kids watching it. Oh, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay, I thought it, I thought the halftime show was fantastic as far as the halftime show goes. It wasn't uh, bad, really, really. Give me, give me, I, J- I, the give stripper me pole was a little give much. Me, give me a fifty-year-old yeah, kind of stripper pole anytime. Come on, okay. You should watch her movie. Okay, it's quite interesting. So I've seen that. Yes, yes, indeedy. So. But yeah, overall it was it was okay. I'm sure they made a gazillion dollars. But the thing about Chris Trebler, I didn't see any. He hasn't signed anywhere yet, right? Who? If he, Who? We'll see if Trebler. Trebler. Trebler signed, signed with Arizona. the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Did he get a signing yeah. bonus? Did he get a signing bonus? That I didn't see. There, there are people that are saying he got a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. I have not seen that anywhere officially. It, somebody was just beaking off about it. But even if okay, that's if, true for the NFL, that's nothing. No, I know it's nothing, but usually guys, they give signing bonuses to stick around. You, you, don't get a signing bon- you don't get a signing bonus when you sign a futures contract. Yeah, no. that's what I thought too. Uh, right? I've and never why seen would they that. Give him, why would they give him a $100,000 signing bonus? Come on. I do not believe they did. Mm. I'm, I'm okay, just saying good. somebody... There's a couple of people out there who have said that he got a hundred grand as a signing bonus, but signing a futures contract? Why would you do that? I mean, Adam Big Hill signed a futures contract with the New Orleans Saints, right? He didn't get a signing bonus. Not that I'm going to compare nope. the two of them, but I would much rather have Adam Big Hill on my team than than Strebler. Yeah, but Adam, but Adam Big Hill was a star in the CFL. Yeah, Strebler's okay. done nothing. Strebler was only a two guy, a two year guy. Okay. The only thing that Strebler's done successfully is chug beer. Well, though he has run the ball successfully, but mm-hmm. well, as a running back, you know, but but he couldn't upseat Matt Nichols as a starting quarterback. Okay, so and I don't think he really tried to learn because he thinks run first every single time, and that's how the offense is lined up as well. So, but whatever. Why are we talking about this guy? He's not worth talking about. So. 
I'm arguing with a guy about Quebec having fun. Anyhow, beside the point. We could argue about Halifax. You, you see the garbage that these guys think they actually think that that they're going to have a Grey Cup game in Halifax soon. Yeah. And I said, there's so many people that think they're going to have a team in Halifax. We're in a local schoolyard or what? I, it, well, I don't know. you know, in the one building? thing, it, the point, the point they were making is that the people are not going to go to Regina because there's no more hotel rooms. The, the hotels are completely booked out for the entire city. And how can you travel if you've got no place to stay? And that would not happen in Halifax. Well, my answer to that is most people aren't going to go to a Grey Cup game in Halifax because they're using flush toilets. How, they don't have a stadium. They don't have a stadium with flush toilets. They can expand the one that they have, but what, with porta-potties? It, it, it makes no thing. sense. It's completely illogical. This stadium, too, they're going to allegedly build. We'll see if it ever happens. It's only going to be like a 20,000-seat stadium with temporary seating. So typically when you're looking at Grey Cup, you're looking between forty and 50,000. Um, the math doesn't quite add up there. Seems a little off to me. Well, it, it, it's re- t- totally and completely ridiculous. They, they, it's like this touchdown Atlantic. They got a stadium that sold 2,200 people, and I think they removed a lot of those bleachers anyhow. Yep. Um, and and it, well, it can expand to 11,000. Okay, you're going to expand a, a well 12,000. You can expand a 2,000 seat stadium to 12,000 people. Where's the concessions and the potties? No, it'll be all like, like you said, porta potties and tip. it'll be like. Um, remember, you were that you went to gate there the when they brought in Empire Fields when they were doing the beach place renovation. Uh, it'll be like that, only not nearly as good because a it'll be about half the size, and b because I remember those games at Empire Fields, the concessions yep. were crap. All they had were food trucks. The lineups were long, and they had porta potties that were always hung that were always lined up and I mean that that's not a professional stadium. Not that's not any stadium that a professional football team should be playing in. No. No. Empire Field was a beautiful experience to watch a football game, but it wasn't yep. a beautiful experience to be the at a football facilities game. Facilities were lousy. Right. Okay. So it's a parking I might add. Yeah, no. This is. I still go back to the point that they've been beating the drum trying to get a Halifax team since 1982, I believe, when this was first brought up. And in my opinion, to date, they have not made one single step. They're not one single step closer to getting a team. There's no stadium, and they can't agree on a stadium, and it's going nowhere. Yeah. Seems and we don't ridiculous. expect it to. Yeah. No. Okay, let's talk some football, some like real like things that are actually happening. Okay? Um 
Arbuckle actually signs with the Red Blacks. Are, are we surprised? I'm surprised. I, I'm actually shocked that he did this. I didn't think he was going to. So that means that Winnipeg now gives up their first round draft pick, even though it was what the ninth position. Um, so yeah, Arbuckle's going to be a Red Black. I really thought he was going to go to Toronto and follow Ryan Dinwiddie over there, but no, nope, he's a he, he's a Red Black, and uh, good for the Ottawa. Uh, in in the fact that. Well, I think they would have been better off with Matt Nichols, but uh, Arbuckle's an unknown factor, and he may or may not be good, and we don't know yet. And I think they paid him too much money. In fact, I, I know they paid him too much money. Yeah. And, and people are saying, well, this is the new norm. No, this is not the new norm for a, a, a player that has not had more than four starts or five starts or whatever it is. Uh, it, no, this is that's ridiculous. He had um, six starts. Six starts. Oh my God! Uh, call me a liar for one or two. Not seriously. You're a liar. I'm a liar. Just the Thank facts. you. Just facts. The facts. Get the facts. Wait, what was he? Five hundred. He was five hundred. Yes, he was. That's not exactly save. thrilling. No, it's not. No, he's a 500 football player on six starts. Now, granted, he, he he's shown us a lot more than James Franklin had, but then J- James Franklin wasn't getting paid half a million dollars a year to go to Toronto. No, they they totally they paid him two and a quarter or something. A more reasonable number. So I don't know what's going on there. It just seems like well, really really wait, weird. I guess I guess Arbuckle's got a pretty freaking good agent. Okay. Yeah. You get him that yeah. kind of money. Apparently way better, way better than Cody Pajardo's. Yeah. I, I guess. You know, it's funny because I I I, I guess Arbuckle signed because shit, man, the money was there. And oh yeah, hell yeah. How report? do you say no to that? I think the report. I think the report was he made. I think seventy-five grand last year in Calgary. Okay, it's quite yeah. a nice raise. Yeah, so four, four four and a quarter, isn't it? Isn't that what he's getting? Yeah, something like that, four seventeen. So, I mean, let's put it this way: I guess Ottawa didn't want to take the chance of somebody else offering them more money. Yeah, and that's you know, they just opened the bank. Yeah, that's all you can think of. And let's face it, um, Ottawa doesn't have a quarterback, so. Well, they do now. Well, yeah, but they would have been just as good next so. year if they had a stood pat, right? So, but I'll be curious to see what happens with that, and I and I, I hope our buckle's successful. Um, you know, but we shall see. We shall okay. see because once again, are we, are, are we comfortable with Montreal Alouettes with uh, Vernon Adams Jr.? Absolutely. Why? Just asking a question. So I'm just wondering who's going to be the bottom of the East <laughs> Division this year. Is it going to be Arbuckle and the uh, Toronto Argonauts, or and the Ottawa Redblacks, or is it going to be Bethel Thompson and uh, in uh, Ottawa in Toronto? Where am I going? My geography's messed up. And where does Matt Nichols land? Yeah. Well, he's pretty much you know, they, they pretty much said he's signed with Toronto already. 
Well, they, they think it could get done. I mean, I don't think nothing's official yet, but they're thinking well, in the next official. day or so it's possible. But the the rumor's hard. Yes. You know, that whole thing is going to be an interesting concept next year because understand Calgary signs guys that fit their system, okay? Arbuckle fit their system to the T, okay? I wonder if he's going to fit Ottawa's system. And Okay. The, the question I would have to that, Will, is does Ottawa have a system? Well... They've hired Paul LaPolice, so they got to start to build the system, obviously. Okay? Um, so we will get to see next year. And as far as Toronto goes, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now I think Toronto will be in last place next year. Because, uh, mind you, you know what? Different system there, too. Oh, it's going to be an interesting year already, I can tell. I can tell. Could it be Who, who's I, the coach I, there well, again? Who who's the coach? Toronto? Ryan Dinwiddie. Ryan, Ryan Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, right? With my uh yeah. pinball as the, the GM, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well the other thing is you gotta think about Montreal because they just uh they just released a whole bunch of decent players. Right? So who Well knows? they must be thinking they got something going on over there. Well, no, they were having cap space trouble already, and I knew that would happen because they signed lots of free agents in the off season. So, so we shall see. It's going to be another interesting year, and of course, free agency is coming up, so that's going to be even more interesting. So, but we'll talk about that later. We will sooner. So or we later. all agree that Arbuckle got Arbuckle got too much money. I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for a no guy with there. six starts. Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to give him that much, give it, give him an incentive-laden contract, one that uh, you know you make him work for it. I mean, giving him that all up front just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. Especially if you think about it, uh, Arbuckle was out of football two years ago. Yeah. So, and and would we even be hearing about Nick Arbuckle right now if Andrew Buckley hadn't retired two years ago? That's or the I was going to say, if Bo Levi Mitchell doesn't go down injured last year, we probably this doesn't true, happen then true. either. True. So it's all what's making your opportunity, I guess. And obviously, our buckle made good on his opportunity. More power to him. So, are you still arguing, Christopher, with Quebec or what? No, I'm actually reading uh, about uh, Greg Dar and his. Ta- he's talking about Strevler. <laughs> and he makes some valid points here, you know says the the NFL, unlike the CFL, won't wait for a guy to develop. Why would they when they have a a pool, a good pool of QBs coming out of college ready to step in and play? The best Strebler would do is special teamers, nothing more. Yeah, but are you going to sign a quarterback to be a special teamer? I don't think so. 
when you sign them for a futures contract, you're really not giving them any money. So it's kind of like yeah. you show up and then we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, I heard an interview with uh, with uh, Vernon Adams a little while ago, and before he went to BC, I can't remember where he was at, but, but uh, he was he with Seattle. There you go. And he said he was doing quite well in training camp. He was leading everybody in training camp, like the guys he was competing against. And then he realized that the guy in front of him, they gave him a signing bonus. And he says all they wanted him for was an arm in training camp. Yeah. And and they do that a lot. So what are you going to do? Yeah, he uh he he went undrafted and and he had an invitation to the Seattle Seahawks uh rookie mini camp and uh however the mini camp was finished the Hawks decided not to sign Adams. Following that Adams uh, attended the Washington Redskins mini camp as a tryout that was it. And then BC had uh traded his rights to uh Montreal. Right. Because he, he wanted to be the starting quarterback in BC and he wanted the starting quarterback money. And he'd never seen a CFL game played before. And we had Travis Lule. Right. And well, that, actually, that, I heard the same interview I heard with him. He said he was told that they were going to go with uh, um, what's his name that year? Jonathan Jennings. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily believe the interview because I've heard that he wanted all kinds of stupid money because he he had he did admit in this interview that he had a very big head coming into the CFL and mm-hmm. he thought he would dominate and he thought he would dominate and he did not. And it took him two or three, it took him three, four years to get under his belt about what he had to do. And he said he had to put his ego somewhere. So... We'll Good. see what happens next year. We'll see Good what on him. Next year. That to have yeah. seen no, that and admitted admit it. it. Yeah. 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 He did. He did. Good. Good on him. And I also saw the other day that the Montreal Alouettes uh, released Antonio Pipkin. Yes, they did. Because so that, kinda... that was right after. That was right after. Right before the what's his name arrays, right? Yeah. Right after. Well, so be it. Shit happens. Yep. I'm good with whatever happens. I could see, though, a scenario, going back to Chris Trevler for a moment... Where he is actually, they try and convert him to a different position, and not even but, try him as a quarterback. Okay, and, and you know what? For the most part, I I understand and agree with you. But did you see the tweet or the the announcement, the news release by um, uh, Arizona? Uh, I did not. Okay, they they actually have a uh, they put out here it is Arizona Cardinals tweeted out. 
we have signed quarterback Chris Strebler to a futures contract for 2020 season. If they had it, they signed this guy with the intent to do anything, why wouldn't they just say we have signed Chris Strebler to a futures contract? They actually called him a quarterback. Hmm. To, to me, that, that, that's a kind of a key indication as to that they're, they're not really looking at him for another position. They're looking at him for this position. But in reality... No, but let's, correct, let's correct that. Their Arizona social media person called him a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, true okay. enough. True enough. Because they probably looked up his name and thought, oh, he played quarterback, so that's what he is. But on the other hand, how many, and this is not, this is not meant to be racist, how many white running backs are in the NFL? Is there any? There is a few, yes. But not there. There are not a lot. So there you go. It's a dominant position. So, mm-hmm. but who knows what they're going to use them for? Right? They could use him as a fullback. Yeah, that's a possibility. He's he's, he's not big enough. Size. He's oh, not. Think, no. no, he's six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, but don't worry. They put That's him on not big NFL enough for a fullback. It, it, it's not big enough put to be a tight end. Put him on an NFL. They could bulk him up. An NFL weight program. They could bulk him up. That's called steroids. <clears throat> they don't do that in the NFL anymore because they have piss tests. Remember? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, right. Okay. Moving on. We got a whole agenda here. Yeah. Okay. So, Arbuckle finished. Free agency a week away. Let's talk at the top 30. Let's not. Okay. Let's put that one to the back end. Okay. Okay. And we're going to just, just because there's so much little things that we can deal with and then spend a lot of time on that and not have to worry about it. Okay. Fair enough. A new feature of free agency is this year is giving teams a window ahead of free agency to negotiate with pending free agents. Is this a good thing? Well, all this does is legalize tampering. They all do it. Basically. They all do it. So um, now it's legal. And so the, the minute free agency opens, the, the gauntlet's going to drop, and contracts are going to start flying all over the place. Well, that happens anyhow, but then everybody starts accusing everybody of tampering. Like they're not accusing anybody of tampering anymore because they've had the ability to do that. Correct. That's what it, that's what it sounded like to me. So, and I mean, like you said. It's something that's always happened. They've just legalized it now. Right. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. marijuana. No more pretending yeah. that it. No more looking the other way. They. <laughs> to me, it just makes sense because, let's face it, there was tampering forever. 
maybe not direct contact, or someone would tell someone who would tell someone who would tell someone. They they had their back channel ways of communicating. Let's not be foolish. What well, they were reporting that Mike Riley was going to sign with the BC Lions last year, like two weeks before the free agency even happened. So this is something that's been around for a long time. They've just made it legal now, which to me makes sense. Because people knew that they were doing it anyways. Yeah. and it, Well, now that there's that, does this mean that now that anything before this seven-day window is tampering and uh, how, how can... How can tampering be tampering when it's not tampering? It's kind of kind of weird. Anyhow, uh, is this a good thing? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I don't see a problem with it. It just means that you, you know what? If 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 you think if you have a, a player on your free agency list, he's currently under contract, okay, and you haven't got the fucking job done by now. Mm-hmm. You deserve to lose them. It's my point. You know, the guys waited this long to sign a contract with you. A, you haven't given him the right amount of money that he's looking for. And B, he's got his heart set on looking around anyhow. And personally, if, if there's a player on my team that wants to test the waters to free agency, bye-bye now. If you don't have the loyalty to your team, I I strongly believe in the the Huffnagel type of policy on here. If you don't want to be here, get out. Go get, go somewhere else. Well, but Huffnagel just won't pay them. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You're gonna you're gonna be in this team at this amount of money, or you're not. You want more than that? Go somewhere else. But, Goodbye. And, but then, it, and and then they go away, and they find out it's not always greener on the other side. Yes. Okay. And a and a perfect example would be Charleston Hughes. Charleston Hughes this year. Okay, coming up. Okay, he has led the CFL in sacks four years in a row. Okay, he left Calgary because they wouldn't pay him enough. I think initially Saskatchewan gave him a big contract, but he's still the leading sacker in the CFL, and apparently Saskatchewan has offered him 165 a season, and he's not happy. Well, he signed. Especially, no, he hasn't signed, has he? Charlton Hughes so. has signed. I don't think so. No, I don't believe so either. No, 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 no. I'm pretty damn sure of it. Who did he play for last year? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Uh, Charlton Hughes. No, he was not on Saskatchewan last year. Yes, He's not he there was. now. He's not on the free agency list. <laughs> well, they fucked up the free agency list then. That's on, on CFL.ca. What they screwed something up, really? I'm sure he has not signed. And but the other thing I was going to say, and they gave Mika Johnson two hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year, and he's also a free agent this year. So, if I was Charleston, I'd go somewhere else. 
I, I'm seriously, I think I, I heard yesterday that Charlton Hughes signed, and it's for a, a mediocre amount of money, uh, a pay raise uh, of like 10, 10 grand or something. Right, 165. Yeah, so he, he, he signed for that. No, I don't think he did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But he's not on the uh, uh, free agency tracker list. He's not actually. You're right. I just checked that too, and he's not on there. No, I'm lying, Charles. Pardon? I said, no, I'm lying. (laughs) No, I never said you were. I just, I was looking at it too, and he's not there. Well, no, he's not there. Before, so come on. I have never lied. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, you equivocated, you Mr. Big English words. What's that? You've equivocated then. Equivocated, yeah, no. Uh, Charleston Hughes. Let's see what it says about him. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Okay. I'm looking and I can't find anything. I know. I'll ask the expert. Here you go. Who? Who's the expert? Uh, I can't remember his name. Morgan Tyson. Oh, Morgan, yeah. I don't know, maybe, or did he sign a two-year deal last year? No, he was a free agent. Hmm. Last year. Last year he was. Yeah, no, he is this year too, for sure. It's not saying that. I, I really wish they would see it. I wish the CFL would post up contracts. Let's go over to Ryderville. Yeah. Ryderville.com. Go to Ryderville. Team roster. They got Charleston Hughes on the roster. Okay, maybe he did sign. I, I think maybe I saw yes. last the day, last day or so that he has signed, he signed an extension, and it it was for nowhere near the money he was asking for, and uh, and it was marginally more than what he got last year, and he he accepted it, and I'm pretty sure that I I, I could be wrong on that one, but I I just I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> Let's see if we I mean, can search right. this group. Not, you see, but the thing I don't understand is is uh, usually on the free agents list, they have guys on there, even yeah. if, they, if they're off, but they have them as extended, right? And he's not even there, period. Okay, so on January 30th, so three days ago, Hot Bogey posted a yeah. thing that says, Charlton Hughes got a slight raise to 165 a year. 
And that's a reference to Three Down Nation article of Hughes resigning with the Stampeders. No, with the Riders. With the Riders, sorry. But why isn't he on the list where it says he was uh, extended? I don't yeah, know. They, it, normally, they should be on there, you would think. The only yeah. thing that it could have been is that if he wasn't a free agent and he signed a new contract, but it doesn't make sense to, to be that way. Yeah, if, if you look checked. at this... If you look at this thing here, it says Charlton Hughes, defensive lineman, is an international, age 36, and it says contract through 2020, as 2020 salary is 165. Okay, so maybe he did. I'll tag you in this. <clears throat> How's that possible? You're not in this group? Well, what, what did you leave our group? Who? You. No, I'm still here. Well, I can't tag you in it. Which group? Oh, may- maybe this was just Todd Mogi. No, it's in Let's Talk CFL. What's in Let's Talk CFL? That's where the post is. That's where the post is. And it was January oh, okay. 30th. Okay. But does it say he signed? Yes. Because I saw that he was not happy with 165. So, but whatever. Like I said, I have not been online much at all this year since the since the season has ended. I've cut all my ties with all the groups. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I don't follow it as much. So it could be. But once so again, why you... is he on that list? Why is he on that list of extended? Well, the only thing that it could be is that A, the CFL.ca is wrong, or B, he wasn't a, a free agent and they just extended his no, no. contract. No, no, definitely, he was definitely a free agent. Well, then he should be on there. It should say extended. Or it should know. say he's a free agent or something. And I've had extensive conversations with, uh, who's the guy, Charles? You just mentioned his Morgan? name. Morgan? Saskatchewan fan. Morgan, about... Charleston Hughes signing or not signing. So But whatever. We I guess we'll find out eventually because it doesn't really matter. My question is who's gonna sign Mika Johnson? Where is he? Going to BC? He's in Saskatchewan. Highest There's a a rumor about him going to BC. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've actually, just to clarify this, I've actually found a, an article talking about Charleston Hughes signing a new contract. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then he has yeah, Saskatchewan okay. Rough have modestly reported CFL sackmaster Charleston Hughes with a new contract per sources. 
Hughes will receive an increase in upfront money, is now scheduled to earn 165000 for the 2020 season. Previously, Hughes was slated to earn 150000 for the coming year. It's a modest bump for the proven veteran pass rusher who is considering early retirement, according to sources closest to Hughes. Okay. Yeah. It's official. CJ was right. You don't get Charleston on your team this year, CJ. Sorry. I don't want Charleston on my team this year. Okay. <clears throat> Are you okay with that? I'm good. I'm good. Well, Twitter okay. is good for something. <laughs> Twitter's usually good on the on free agency day. Yeah, it is. That's how you get. That's pretty much how you get it in real time. Because you, you got the the guys in there reporting them quickly. Yeah. And that reminds me, free agency day is a week from today. It snuck up on us. I didn't realize it was that soon, but it's actually next Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Did you not listen to the opening of the show? Yeah, I, I did, but I, I I was thinking about it over the weekend. I didn't realize it was coming up so quickly. It just kind of snuck up out of nowhere. Well, tomorrow morning, they can start discussing or yeah, having to where the window opens. Yep. Yeah, it's tomorrow morning. Yes. Right, the window opens tomorrow morning, so it's just going to be a bunch of – you know, the nice thing is about this when you can do that is you get lots of – you get lots of media coverage, you know, on all the yeah. different social medias about this stuff, which is only good for the CFL. You know that, really. It gets people mm-hmm. talking again. So. It is, without question. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from this free agency window. There are a number of well-known named receivers available. No, we're not talking about this. But Cloud Bethel Thompson is close to re-signing with the Toronto Argonauts. Well, he has re-signed. And Sorry, Nichols, I didn't. I did. You know what I did? We that know right that before. Fact. I, yeah, we do that right before. Um, uh, or I did uh, up this morning, and the uh, signing was out, uh, announced a little bit later in the day, and I forgot to go back. I'm, and, I'm not. I'm not picking on you. No, no, okay? I know that. I just. I realize. I'm just explaining that why it's like that. He 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 claims to be the starter of the Toronto Argonauts. Mm-hmm. But they've also had a, a a post that says that Matt Nichols is close to signing with the Toronto Argonauts. Does that mean that McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to be the starter and Matt Nichols is going to be the backup? What or the do you thing think? I read today? The thing I read today is Matt Nichols is going to be able to compete for the number one job. So they're not guaranteeing it to him. No, but interesting. They didn't. They didn't really give Bethel Thomas that much money, did they? No. Okay, I think he's what two hundred k or something like that. So to me, that doesn't say much. Well, would you honestly give Matt Nichols any more? Yes. You would. Another How team much? will. So you better. No other Matt team will. Nichols. No other team needs a quarterback. Well, Matt Nichols, well, that's not true. 
Who does? Who else needs a quarterback? Who else needs a quarterback? Uh, Montreal doesn't. Hamilton doesn't. Calgary doesn't. BC doesn't. Saskatchewan doesn't. Edmonton, yeah, well, maybe he'll sign for less, but I can't see him. I can't see him signing for less than what Arbuckle signed for. Oh, it, nobody in their right mind is going to give Matt Nichols that much money. Winnipeg did. Yeah, and they they paid Drew Willie what? Yeah, and look where that got him. <laughs> well, they won a great cup. That's a really yeah, bad example, nickel, though. With him sitting on the bench injured. Yeah. And Matt Nichols is you, not you, even expected gotta, to be ready to start at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, but you got it. You got it. But he says he's way ahead and he's going to start. You got to wonder yeah. how the, how the guy feels when they're willing to sign a concussed quarterback over Nat, Matt Nichols. Okay? So, I don't know. The question is right now is they took a risk on a quality quarterback with health issues as opposed to a mediocre quarterback with health issues. Right. But my thing with that is you can still be a respectable team with a mediocre quarterback. Yes, Calgary's proven that. But you're not going to be a respectful team if your number one starter gets knocked out in the first ten minutes of the very first game. Okay, but that could then happen to any whole, quarterback in the CFL. Then, well, sure, but then you got a whole new ball of wax. But one of the things we're not talking about, as far as Winnipeg goes, um, obviously, what's his name is still signed for next year, is he not? Their third string guy who never got to play. They released I can't them. remember his name. Didn't they? I don't think so. McGuire, wasn't it? McGuire or something like that. Okay. Well, or better yet, does uh, does uh, does Winnipeg sign Matt Nichols for some money as the backup? They might get him cheaper. Would you, as Matt Nichols, sign in Winnipeg? If what I were was Matt that? Nichols, so he said. Go ahead. If you were Charles. Matt Nichols, would you sign it? If I'm Matt Nichols, no, because he probably has somewhat of a right to feel somewhat disrespected by them. Even though, quite frankly, I think that if you're choosing between Caleros. And Matt Nichols, I mean, I'm taking Caleros every time, 10 out of 10 times. But Matt Nichols seems like a guy that has a bit of an edge, a bit of a chip on his shoulder, a bit of an ego. So if I'm Matt Nichols, I'm basically telling him to go to hell, just based on what I've seen of his his demeanor and so on. Okay. Can you name me one other quarterback, starting quarterback, who took a backup role with a team? took a pay cut, and stayed with the team. I can only think of one. I know one. Yes, I know one, too. He's that, quarterback in, he's in that quarterback in BC with the S on his chest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I, seriously, I cannot think of another quarterback that did that. We were totally and completely shocked when Travis Lule took a backup role to Jonathan Jennings and a pay cut. Yep. Okay, we and go, wow. Honest, I, he ended up getting his starting job back. Yeah, but yeah. maybe Travis Lule, maybe Travis Lule saw something that none of us saw being so close to Jonathan Jennings. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Travis Lule Maybe he whispered in Jonathan Jennings' ear every day saying, you suck, you suck. And eventually, he did. No, I, I don't believe Travis would have done that. But but on the other hand, I heard an interesting, I heard an interesting interview last week, and it was, uh, it was uh, Nick Lewis interviewing um, Kevin Glenn. And the question he asked was, where is the best place? Because Kevin Glenn, let's face it, he's lived everywhere, right? Yeah. Where is the best place to live in the CFL? And he said, hands down, BC. Okay? And when he was in BC for that, what was it, one season or two season? Yeah. He rented Dave Dickinson's apartment in White Rock. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know BC, so you tell me. And he said it was fantastic because he was five minutes away from the American border. Yes. And yep. they did their shopping. They did the shopping there all the time. He said he yeah. he was on a first-name basis with the guys at the border. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, There's Travis Lule actually lived in... Blaine Washington, right? Travis yeah. lives in Blaine, Washington, okay. and commutes Blaine every day Roberts? across the border. Right. What's that? Okay. Blaine or Point, that? Point Roberts? I thought no, he's Point in Blaine. Roberts, he's in Blaine. Is it Blaine? <clears throat> okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's in Blaine. Yeah. So he's like only ten minutes from the BC Lions tra- training facility. If there's yeah, and he's got one of those <laughs> Nexus passes, so he doesn't even have to slow down. Yeah. Him living down in the states in the U.S., he's still closer than he still lives closer to uh, the Lions training facility than I do, and I live in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much closer, by the way. Oh, way close, way closer, like yeah. almost an hour closer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Charles, did you actually get twenty-one centimeters of snow today? We're getting snow. Well, I mean. It snowed most of the day, but it was really wet snow, so it wasn't sticking. Only in the last couple of hours oh, okay. it started to stick. Uh, but it had okay. been snowing all day, but it hasn't been sticking until just recently. Okay. Did Did anybody see that uh, that um, article or whatever about uh, Jonathan Jennings talking to his daughter, or not Jonathan Jennings, but uh, Travis Lulay talking to his daughter about the Super Bowl? No. And, and it, she goes, does the winner of the Super Bowl play in the Grey Cup? And no, no. <laughs> his dad, he, he, dad was no. What the, he was explaining and, and, to her what the Super Bowl was, and she's like, oh, yeah. so it's America's Grey Cup. Yeah, it's America's Grey Cup. That, yeah. was the, well, that was the ending thing. And it was just like, way to go, girl. Travis Lule has brainwashed his daughter, right? That the CFL is the greatest. So... And that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. 
Moving along, where are we going? Uh, so <laughs> Bethel Thompson has re-signed in Toronto. That's good for him. Yada yada yada. James Wilder Jr. has signed with the Montreal Alouettes. He's he still capable of being a top-notch CFL running back. Was he ever a top-notch CFL running back? Yeah. The only thing I remember about him was he was a mouthpiece. Last five games of three seasons ago, he was he was a top-notch running back. Yeah, for three games. He fits the same. He fits the mold of a standback. Okay, hard runner, big guy. Okay, I, I think if they ever use him full time and he gets his head out of his ass, he could be a good running back. Um, Montreal lost standback, so they needed another power back, and that's probably why they signed him. But bottom so, line, he has to get his head out of his ass. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, Can he do that? Maybe they have the ability. Well. Different management in Montreal, different coaching in Montreal. So we'll see. It's, it's different management and different coaching in Toronto too, and it has been over and over again. But yeah. the, the one, the one thing I'll say about James Wilder Jr. If you look at his yards per carry, they're actually very good. I mean, yeah. seven, eight, sometimes nine yards. The problem is you would see him, but he'd only have six carries. So part of that, I think, has got to be on the offensive coordinator not giving him the ball enough. If he, if you got a, core, a running back that's getting you seven yards a carry, you should be giving that guy the ball a whole lot more. Now, part of the problem was the Argos were an awful team, and they were behind for a lot of their games. But still, you, if you got a guy that's getting that yardage, you got to run him more. I agree. Um, the other, The other thing is, you know, I mean, uh, I guess I guess there was no opportunities in the NFL, eh? Because he signed with Montreal. Yeah, I'm, I thought back to that time a few years ago when uh, he was, uh, you know, beaking off that he wasn't making enough money and how he could go to the NFL and get more money, but the Argos were holding him back. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. one's coming calling to him. Sorry, but they're they're not interested. Yeah. I don't know if I probably wouldn't sign him just because of attitude alone. Sorry. That's just me. Yeah, but I mean, who did we talk about earlier that uh, Vernon Adams? Vernon yeah. Adams, it just took him a while to humbleize. And, and, and right. you know, James Wilder, has that happened to him? Obviously, you know, it hasn't I, happened to I, Derek Dennis. I even go back to uh, what's his name who played in Calgary, um, Jerome Messam, because he came in. They always said he had an attitude, but you know what? Oh, when he came to terrible Calgary, terrible in BC and that, Edmonton. That's why right, he left he came BC. To Calgary, they didn't want to deal with him anymore. Right when they came when he came to Calgary, the attitude was gone because you you don't have that attitude in Calgary, or you're not here. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan of Jerry Simon. But I understand it was him that walked into the uh, Wally's office and said, "Either Jer- uh, Jerome Dennis or uh, Jerome, Messam. Jerome Messam is gone, or I am." And it seemed to work because he was gone the next day, or right. that afternoon, or whatever it was. 
So anyhow, that's uh, James Walder, kind of interesting. At speaking of which, let's just uh, speaking of uh, we've been talking about a bunch of idiots so far, but let's talk about somebody good here. Uh, Kevin Glenn, did you guys see what he's doing? He is the uh, admissions community outreach outreach manager to uh, Catholic Central High School in Detroit, Michigan. Now that yeah, has nothing to do that. with football. That's v- he's he's gone in as a counselor, and this is a man who who owns what six or seven Tim Hortons. Uh, yeah. This guy doesn't need the money. No. Yes, but this is also a man who has been looking for a CFL job for a while. As a matter of fact, a year and a bit. So, yeah. and nobody is offering him a job, which I think eventually somebody will. So, P- possibly. I just think that it's, you know, good for him. And I don't know why Kevin Glenn is getting snubbed the way that he is. I understand Damon Allen who's looking for a CFL job and uh, is getting snubbed. And I t- completely and totally understand that. But Kevin Glenn is just like, he's the epitome of the CFL. He is what the CFL is about. So, okay, moving on. It looks like Solomon Aluminian is like unlikely to return to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and will become a free agent. Where would potential landing spots be for him? Is he over the hill? Is he too old? Is he? He's not coming back to BC, not the way that him and Hervey left things. So any BC Lion fans have just got to stop talking about that shit because he's not coming back to the Lions. He's not going to the Rough Riders. Who's going to take him? Where's he going to go? Ottawa? Toronto? Ottawa seems like a place that he could fit in well, I think. I'd like to see him back here. I know it's not happening, but uh, Ottawa's a place that I could certainly see. I, I honestly didn't have a problem with him going last year. So, you know, I, I knew that there was problems with him, and I, I knew that there was physical problems with him, and I knew that there was a conflict with him and Herbie. So uh, I'm totally and completely okay with it. You know what? I would have – I would have uh, – I, I, you, you guys correct me if, if I'm wrong. Has there ever You're been wrong. a problem with has there ever been a problem with Solly's attitude? No. Not to my knowledge. Never? Okay. No. I I'd, I'd take him in Calgary in an instant. It would huff. He, well, that's the thing, but he doesn't seem to have an attitude, okay? Number one. But maybe he is looking for too much money and that's always a problem with Huff. But uh you know, understand that we have a what is Troy or what is uh, what's the guy's name? Shit, Corey Greenwood in Calgary. He's our current middle linebacker. I don't know how old he is, but he's old. Corey Greenwood is older than uh, Solomon Aluminian. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking it up because. Uh, Corey Greenwood like is, is 34. Okay, how old is Solly? Yep. Solly's I think he's the same. Maybe 32. I think he's 30, 33. 
I mean, I'm sure the Stampeders want because they probably think there's younger, faster, cheaper out there. Okay, so I don't know. I, I don't see them change, changing up for trading for another long in the tooth um, middle linebacker who who no, also no, ha- can, no. can work as a, double, a long snapper. That, that's not John Huffnagel's style. It never has no, been. No, it's not. If he's going to get rid of Corey Greenwood, <laughs> if he's going to get rid of Corey Greenwood, he's going to go with somebody younger, stronger, faster. He'll get, he'll get younger, stronger, yeah. faster, and cheaper because he likes to do that too. Yeah, I honestly, and especially, you know, Greenwood was on the sixth game last year, uh, yada, yada, yada. Is he a free agent this year, Will? I don't think so. I don't think so. He might be, but I don't think so. Corey Greenwood is not a free agent. Or he, he, had a, he is. He, had a, he is a free, he is he a free had, agent. He had a shoulder issue last year, so big-time shoulder issue, so... And, and the one thing that Corey Greenwood has up on Solly, he's a Canadian. Yes. Yes. I just, there's no way that Huff is changing that position over. I mean, how, how many starting middle linebackers are, have there been in the CFL that were Canadians? <laughs> it's not, not a common thing. No. And, I mean, when Corey Greenwood played last year, he was fantastic. And I do believe he led all the league for a lot of year for a lot of the time with tackles until he got hurt those last two or three games. So, you know. But when you're playing an older guy, you have that risk of him getting hurt. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, and it you takes do. Longer, and it takes longer for him to heal. So. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. You're learning that so, too, right? Oh yeah, I'm discovering that still. Yeah. Okay, so um, most likely is going to go to the Eastern Division. Yeah. Yeah, because I think well, Ottawa, the Toronto are probably Ottawa, the most likely ones. I do believe Ottawa's middle linebacker is a free agent. So. Okay, I have a question for you. Who has Solly worked the best with? Oh, Adam Big Hill. Where's Adam, Adam Big, Big Hill? Hill? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Who's their starting middle linebacker? Adam Big Hill. Yep. Adam always goes to the left side when Solly's around. Uh-huh. Do you think they would bring him bring him in there? <laughs> if the price was right, but yeah. he's not going to play cheap. He's not going to play yeah, cheap. Yeah, he is going to play cheap. He played cheap with BC. He kept rolling his salary back. He, he's not about the money. He's not about the yeah, money guy. Yeah, but he's but he is about the money because he's leaving Saskatchewan because they're not offering him enough money. So, <laughs> you know, if I don't know. would realize. If Winnipeg would could realize that they could cut their their kicker and uh, that free up a lot of calories space well, and get a high school didn't, guy. Didn't he? Isn't he talking about retiring? Yeah, I don't think he's gonna though. I think he's no. I think he's going that. back for at least one more year. Yeah, that's what I've heard recently too. 
They just paid him too much money. Uh, Medcalf, Med- Medlock, isn't it Medlock? Justin yeah, Medlock. Yeah, Justin Medlock. Yeah, he's not a he's not a free agent this year, or at least not on the list. No, but he was talking about retiring. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> Winnipeg's in the mix there. I really don't see him going to Edmonton. Not with their young linebacking core or line solid linebacking core. Calgary, no, not going to happen. Saskatchewan's let them go. Could be Winnipeg, could be Ottawa, could be Toronto. Well, so now if Solly doesn't sign back with Saskatchewan, then I guess the door is wide open for Sam Hurl to take over, eh? <laughs> I was thinking He's the same agent. thing. I just wasn't prepared to say it. <laughs> All right. Well done. Saskatchewan's going to be winners this year, for sure. Yep. Yep. Well, that's pretty much everybody's position. Ryder fans' position, anyhow, isn't it? Yeah. And they have done quite well when the when the Great Cup's in Saskatchewan. They've won it once at home. Yep. But they've only won the Great Cup four times, so that's pretty impressive. Twenty five percent of the time they've won it at home. You do realize that they go. are the losingest Great Cup team in CFL history, right? Yes, I do know that. I They've lost that. it more than any other team. Never the bride, always the bridesmaid. I think they've lost it to BC more times than they've won it. Okay. Uh, Lewis Ward, Leon, Richie Leone have n- nothing... They've re-signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Do they have do they have the best kicking duo in the CFL? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Didn't didn't Calgary lose a kicker this year? Didn't one of them retire? Yeah, Rennie Paradise retired. Rennie Paradise, yeah. Yes. Okay. So um hard to argue. I mean Lewis Ward is the the most accurate, or at least last year, accurate field goal kicker in the league, and uh, Richie, the most accurate punter. Hard to argue with that question. You, you know, does anybody, you see kicking duo or kicking combo or kicking, one person kicking better than anybody else? Do you see this happening? Charles, what team out there is better? As far as combinations, uh, I can't think of one, to be honest. Well, there isn't a better field goal kicker. You just go on field goal kickers. Lewis Ward is it, right? Right. Yep. And if if you pick any punter in the CFL, even if it's a punter kicker, who would you pick? Well, I'd go with Leone. I mean, the guy boomed. I would want Richie back in BC in a heartbeat. I'll never forget. I still ne- will never forget the punt he made that one game at F- at um, at uh, UBC. It was amazing. Where he just boomed it. I think it went about seventy-five yards or something like yeah. that. In the air. Yeah, 
exactly. It's not not like it went 45 yards and rolled 30 yards. He he just pounded it. So yeah, I got to say that Ottawa's got the best combo at those positions. I can't see anyone else. You know what's going to happen when I ask Will this question? They're kickers. Uh, you don't cares? know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Does the Ottawa Red Blacks have the best kicking duo combo or whatever in the CFL? William. Yes. Yes. But can I qualify that, please? Yes. If I own the CFL, if if I owned the CFL team, I would have the worst kicking record of all because I wouldn't have any kickers on my team. <laughs> okay. You just have like wide receivers that could kick. No, I I would go for it on third down every single play. <laughs> There's some merit to that. That that except for when you need Well no, to but the but the but the only way I would get away with that is if I owned the team cuz then I couldn't fire myself. Okay. Yeah. It, it this this smacks of uh of the the one year in Calgary when Matt Dunnigan was the uh coach head coach and he never practiced goal line. Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, that was by far the worst team in Calgary in a long, long time. So, anyways, yeah, I think Ottawa's got the best kicking team for sure. Okay, glad to hear that. We're on the same page with that one. Yep. And uh, off you go here. Ryan Bomben and several Bomben. other players. What's that? Bomben. Bomben. Bomben? <laughs> yep. Bomben. Players around the league were released by their various teams. This subject comes up every year. Is it unfair or is it just the price of doing business? It's, are you saying that he got released before his uh, bonus was due? Before his bonus due. was due. Yes. Okay. First off, we we have this discussion every year. Every year this happens, and every year we we whether it's Moambe or or Bauman or whoever else it is, there's always somebody that this happens to, right? Yeah. In Moamba. <laughs> Um, bottom line, football's a business, and I'm going to do what's best for my business. And if releasing players before bonuses is a, a is good for business, then it's good for business. Here's the problem: is people believe people actually believe this that this bonus is for performance last year. Okay, what this is is a mid-contract signing bonus. Is what this is. Okay, so when you agree to terms to a player, like is happening around the league all over the place right now, you give him a signing bonus when he signs contract. 
If he signs a two-year contract, he is given a mid-contract bonus. Okay? And that is like a signing bonus. If we tape you for the second year of this contract, we give you this amount of money on this date. If the team has decided that they are moving on from this player, they're going to let him go to free agency or they're going to let him be released or they're going to release him by training camp or whatever else. If they have no plans for the, this player in the future of their team, why would you give him a signing bonus? You wouldn't. No, no sane person would. So these players are released prior to this bonus because the team has decided that they have moved on from them and they're not required. They're not coming to training camp. They weren't going to come to training camp, so they've moved on from them. So why pay them a bonus? I don't have an issue with this. It's just business. Does somebody want to take a counter argument to this? Charles? No, I'm I'm in agreement. I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, teams have been doing it for years. Uh, it sucks for the players. And I know people in the Players uh, Association don't like it. But, it, again, it's um, it's the price of doing business. It's um, It sucks, but that's what happens. Uh, there's, no, there's no guaranteed contracts in the CFL. And, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it sucks, but you know what? It goes with the territory. That's what I was going to say. As long as player contracts are not guaranteed in the CFL, this is going to continue to happen. And should. I have no issues with it. William, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I agree with you 100%. But my thing is this. This has been going on forever. Okay? Beyond ever. Why doesn't a right why doesn't a player get an agent who knows this is gonna go on forever and just ask for the money up front instead or ask for a bigger contract overall and not expect something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's like me me coming to you every day and saying, hey, Christopher, I'm not going to drink your coffee today, and then I steal it, okay? It's the same thing, okay? There, you know you're not going to get that bonus when you sign the contract. If you're at a certain age and you're not in their, you're not in their plans for the next year, why would they? Why would they? <clears throat> Makes no sense. I mean, I guess in reality... I guess Darian Durant had the smartest agent in the CFL. Yeah. Because he got a $70,000 bonus, and he wasn't he, he had no intention of ever playing in Winnipeg. So, and to me, that smirks of, that smells of scumminess, but the CFL has been more or less doing that all along. So, you know. But no, it's just dumb that they they complain about this every time, but they keep on doing. What's the definition of insanity? Come on, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right. Uh, 
right? Yeah, absolutely. And the CFL is doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that, why do we expect it to change? It's not going to. That is correct. And then every but, year people complain about it and complain about it and complain about it and complain about it. Well, if if you're not in my plans, I'm not giving you a bonus. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's open hell. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Okay, now let's move back to the top 30 pending free agents. And what do we think is going to happen okay. with that? You ready for this? I'm looking forward to this because I haven't looked at the list, so I'm curious that should be to know. Pointed out too that there are a few people on this list. This was an earlier list, so yes. there are a few people on this list that have already signed, but I I don't know if they're noted on here or not. Um, well, we're gonna find out. We'll go through the list, okay? Because we got lots of I'm time. Curious. We got it over half an I hour, mean, and this is the last issue that we're gonna deal with. This is exciting because I'm curious to see who Calgary's not going to get. Yeah. Okay. All these guys uh, not going to the camp. Number 30, we got C.J. Gable, running back, Edmonton Eskimos. Well, it's hard, hard to argue. I mean, tailbacks in their 30s, yeah. I was going to say the biggest number that works against his him is his age. Age. Yeah, a thirty-two-year-old input import tailback. There's not a huge market for that. And that's no. a place where you can find younger, better, faster all over the place. Cheaper. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that the end of him, C.J. Gable, or is somebody going to pick him up? I don't know if it's the end of him personally, but I think if he's going, uh, he's not getting any raise, and he may even have to take less than he got last year. He worked, ran for you last year. Last okay. Year. Number 29, Siante Evans, defensive back, Montreal Alouettes. It's not over the hill. He's only 27 years old. He's been here for five he's years. Played- He's played lots of football, and he is a good player. Yep. Yeah. Only played 13 games last year. Yeah, because yep. he wasn't in the league for uh, the first six, I think. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, number 28 we're not going to talk about because he's been extended. Number 27 has an asterisk beside it. I don't know why the asterisk is there, but it is Jawan Brescatton. Who? Jawan Brescatton. The asterisk asterisk is uh, Canadian. I was going to say it means Canadian. Okay. Wide receiver, Calgary Stampeders. Played four games last year. Yeah, he was hurt all of last year, but he's You see, he's another one. He's another one, and this drives me insane. He's an Ontario boy. He's gonna go. He's gonna sign in Ontario because he wants to live back there again. Okay, just like Branson Opoly, 
just like uh, the guy you guys signed last year in BC. They always want to go home. They want to go home. (laughs) Yeah, they want to go home. Okay, that's fine. So he's going to go back east. And he's he's a good player. He's a good player. Okay. Now, uh, number 26 is S.J. wide receiver, Toronto Argonauts. He's hitting free agency. 35 years old. Played all 18 games last year, over 1,000 yards. Didn't find the end zone a lot of times, but still, he's a go-getter. Hard to argue 1,000-yard um, season at 35 years old. I think uh, I would not be surprised to see him re-sign in Toronto. Yeah, or back to Montreal. That's probably the other place. Yeah. But again, okay. he's another one where his age is working against him. Age is working against him, definitely. Mm-hmm. Maybe his age is too. Who knows? Uh, number 25 is Chris Strebler, released, gone to the NFL. We're going to move right by him. Number 24 is Darvin Adams, wide receiver, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Played 13 games last year, won a great cup. He did not make his 1,000-yard season. Actually, he, he barely made 500. Threat. He was their long He's ball a very threat, quick they didn't, Yeah, they didn't have a long they, ball, so. They didn't have a long ball. They didn't have a quarterback ball. That's the biggest problem with him. So he Until needs out of Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't mind seeing him in orange, to be honest. Whether it happens or not, who knows, but I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't be offended. Nope. Number 23, Devarius Daniels, wide receiver, Edmonton Eskimos. Most outstanding for 2016. Yeah, the rumor is he's going to... uh, He's going to... uh, Toronto. Toronto. That's what I thought. Okay. He's been trying to get into the NFL for years now. He signed down. He played in Calgary. Signed down the highway this year in Edmonton, and actually had not a bad season. He was hurt a lot, um, but uh, his goal is always going to be the NFL because his daddy is a uh, come on. His daddy is the defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, ah. and was a lot. And was a long-time NFL player. Well, if he can't get into the NFL with that kind of pedigree, he ain't going to. Nope. Well, no. And, and you know, he's a good receiver. He is a good receiver. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, number 22, we have Ed so, Gainey. Sorry, did I, did I mention 2016's most outstanding rookie, too? I did. Oh, did you? Okay. I did, yes. That's okay. You can do that, too. Now, number 22 is Ed Gainey, defensive back, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, does this guy have hairy forearms or what? (laughs) Well, yeah. Yucky, 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 yucky. I'm not going there. (laughs) Uh. Played 18 games last year, 29 years old. 
So uh, they figure that he is still going to sign with the Riders. But I, I heard, I, anyhow. That's what I because I'd be surprised if he's not back in Saskatchewan. Yeah, he's the he's loved there. So. Mm. So let's not put too much stock into him being anything else. Number twenty-one is Don Unamamba. Unamba. Unamba. Why can't they just have like Smith and Jones and John and yeah, anyhow? Because then this show wouldn't be half the fun it is. <laughs> With CJ trying to pronounce names. Okay, thirty years old. Yeah, I I'm not jumping up and down about this guy. Although he did have 43 tackles in 12 games, which is fairly substantial, but not that exactly. bad. Six sacks and only 12 games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have much to say about this guy. William, got anything, Dad? No. You knew how to pronounce his no. name. You I, should be able to tell me whether or not he can do it. He's uh he's uh to me he's a journeyman CFL guy and I wouldn't go out of my way to sign him. No. He's never impressed me that much. So Okay, coming down the list, the top the bottom third is already gone. Number twenty, Frankie Williams, D B return guy for Hamilton. Frankie Williams, they're getting rid of their return guy? 2019, most outstanding special teams player. He must be asking for too much money. Could be. Maybe. But he can also play defensive back, so I, I could see uh, I could see uh, teams looking taking a long look at him. Yeah, he led the league in punt returns and was third for kickoff returns combined. Over 2,000 yards. This is this is definitely an elite special teamer. He's got to be asking for too much money, or he's trying to his hand down so. That's the other possibility. <laughs> I, I think there isn't a team in the league that wouldn't jump at this guy. Okay, number 19, Larry. You? I would take him in a second. 19, Larry Dean, linebacker, Edmonton Eskimos. Now, this was part of that trio linebacking core with Santo Knox that they brought in, and it was supposed to be the be-all, end-all from Hamilton, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. And this year, he's, uh, he's back on the market. Played 18 games, 86 tackles, one stack. That's not bad for a Mike linebacker. He's a good linebacker. He is. Yeah. Okay, number 18. I thought this guy would be higher, but he's not. Solomon Aluminium, linebacker, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Played 15 games, 88 tackles, which was good for the – wasn't that the high, oh, third highest in the league with 88? Yep. With only four sacks last and he year. And missed three games. Yeah. 33 years old, and he's been – he's, he's missed the better part of, of the last three seasons. 
I still think uh, both Toronto and Ottawa would be good. Uh, would be la- logical landing spots for Sully. Well, I mean, any any team that is not that stable should be looking at this guy because he is a, he's still a baller, right? You know, they ask whether or not he's got enough in his tank to keep going. Well, the answer is yes. The question is, can he stay healthy? And the abuse that he puts on his body and everybody else's has to take its toll. Number 17, Mike Moore, defensive lineman, Edmonton Eskimos. He's been extended. We're going to not talk about him. Number 16 is Eugene Lewis, wide receiver, Montreal. He's been extended. Been extended. Number 15, Derek Dennis, O-lineman, Calgary. They got a perfect picture of him. He with his mouth, mouth open. Mouth wide would you open. Like, would you like to know why they're not going to sign him? Because his mouth wide open? He's a big mouth? <laughs> nope. Um, that might be part of it because Huff hates guys on Twitter. But uh, they experimented a lot last year. They have they, their center's name is Encumbre Ucumbre Williams, and three or four games last year they moved him out to left tackle, and they had a first-year guy in Calgary that played center in replace of Williams, and it worked out quite well. So I would I would venture to guess that's what they're going to do this year. I would venture to guess that. So. The weird thing about Derek Dennis, too, is when he hasn't played for the Stampeders, he's looked ordinary. He went to Saskatchewan yep. for that season, and he didn't look good at all. Yep. Yep. Okay. So is it the player or is it the system? Well, if we weren't talking about Calgary, it would be a toss of a coin. Yeah, I... I you know what? I... Uh... I, I don't know. Maybe it's the system. Who knows? Who knows? Because I mean, he looked like a—he got beat badly all the time when he was in Saskatchewan. Okay. Yeah. So. But he didn't have know. any help. Well, no, Saskatchewan's usually pretty good offensive line-wise. Mm. Not so, the year that Dennis was there. Remember, Chris Jones was the coach. Yeah, but they had they still had the majority of their guys. I can't remember the main the main staple on their on their on their old line, but yeah, okay. I, I you know what? I, I still think most most players are disposable. So and I don't know, all if he's looking for stupid money. Well, if he's looking for stupid money, they're not gonna sign him, okay? <laughs> Number fourteen, McLeod Bethel Thompson, quarterback, Toronto Argonauts, has been extended. And today Number thirteen is Cleon Lang, defensive lineman, Toronto. Twenty-nine years old. I I, I honestly don't know why two. Toronto wouldn't be signing this guy. Yeah, I know. He was the only defensive player on the Argos that was named an Eastern All-Star. And to yeah. get become an All-Star on that team is quite an accomplishment. 
He's a two-time Grey Cup winner, so he's got good experience. And I don't know why Toronto wouldn't want him back. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, we're just going to assume that they do. Yeah. And they just haven't dealt with it yet. <laughs> Number 12, Lewis Ward, kicker, Ottawa Red Blacks, extended. Duh. Okay, number 11, Sean McEwen, O-lineman, Toronto Argonauts, Canadian. Played 18 games, started 18 games. He's a little teeny guy, only 295 pounds, 26-year-old from Calgary. He's the nominee for Outstanding O-lineman. That doesn't take much in Toronto. Um yeah. What are you going to do? Sign in Calgary. Maybe he wants to come home. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking the same thing. But would Huff do that? Maybe yeah. it's already in the works. Maybe that's why they're not trying to sign Derek Dennis. You never know. It could be. Could be. We won't know until... One week tomorrow. One week today. Yep. Okay. Okay. On this, on the top half of this list, we are down to one third of the players left. Cameron Judge, linebackers, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, extended. extended. Yep. Number nine, Shaq Evans, wide receiver, Saskatchewan. Uh, nothing to say here, but younger, faster, cheaper, smarter, whatever. <laughs> Receivers are doesn't. Yeah, 1,300 yards. It's only his second season. This guy's young. I know, I know. And why why have they not signed him? Is he trying down in the States right now, or is he just asking for too much money? What's going on with this guy? There's no, nothing said. I mean, he's, he, he's a dynamite player. I mean, he played all 18 games, 72 receptions, and 1,300 yards. Fuck, what team wouldn't want him? Okay. Number eight, Micah Johnson, D. Lyman, Saskatchewan. Ooh. What can you say about this guy? System player. He was a major flop last year. He did not play well in Saskatchewan yeah, yeah, last, year. last year. <laughs> and for 250k, oh, that was a waste of some money. He ain't gonna get that this year. No, his stock's gone nope. way down. Yep. And he should know that. Yeah, but sometimes they don't. Think about those things. I mean, if if Charleston Hughes is making 165, this guy should make less than that. Oh, much less. He had a Hughes had a far better game than I mean, uh, uh, Micah Johnson. Mika Johnson was awful last year. Well, you see the the thing the thing. Okay, don't forget the last year he was in Calgary. He had lots of sacks for a defensive yeah, tackle. That doesn't sacks. happen. 
No, right, that doesn't happen. So I'm sure he's tough the middle this year, but he didn't get the sacks they thought he would get, I would think. Not even and close. I'm pretty sure. 14 down to four. I'm pretty sure that's why they got rid of Willie Jefferson so they could sign him. Yeah, not a great move. Hmm. Number seven, Dylan Wynn, defensive lineman, Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> Nothing the matter with this 26-year-old. He's got all the right numbers. Everything hit his career highs last year in both tackles yep. and sacks. He's not signing in a. In Hamilton, it's got to be on money. And, you know, and if I'm, I'm somebody out there, I'm a GM out there, I'm looking at this guy and I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, you know, there's no loyalty. If you're chasing the money, there's no loyalty. I don't think that means anything. The guys that no, hear this, they're trying to make well, their you, money, but their team better. I understand. I understand that, but you know, the whole issue of free agency is based on no loyalty. Yeah, well, free agency in itself does, is is based on that, right? I mean, yeah, it's just exactly. wrong. I, I I did that little lecture last week on on free agency. My my opinion of, that, of it has not changed in this short while. It's been that way for the last fifteen years. I can't see why it would change. I, I think free agency sucks. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats invested time, money, and effort into this guy to bring him on, to put, to, to train him, to bring him up, to to let him flourish into the player that he is. And now that he has, he's looking, he's chasing the money. I don't blame him. It's he's 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 using the system to his advantage. I have no issues with that. I do have issues with the system. You know, I think players should come in and their opening contract should be for five years. Not necessary. And, and it should be progressive, progressive money. And there should be an NFL window where if the player does something, he can go down to the NFL. But I think the opening contract in the CFL, which was two years and an option, uh, should be five. And these players come in and there's loyalty and they're there. I this this one year contract is just absolutely stupid. Argue with me? I agree with you. Uh I it'll never there's no way that um players of the union would ever agree to that. But I, I have no problem with that. I the CFL for years has had um um, has had issues with um, with uh, you know keeping players and keeping uh, that's been a big complaint of people that there's too much player movement in the CFL you don't get used to the team players so I would have no problem with it but it's just not uh, something that's likely to ever happen but I, I think that all players should have a you should enter the CFL at a certain base rate period Okay, 
Mm-hmm. And if you're a high-end draft pick, maybe you get a little bit more. But everybody should come into the con- to the season or to the league with the same amount of money. And year two should be the same amount of money. And year three can be renegotiated. Mm-hmm. But it's set to you know, a raise. So you come in at the fifty five or sixty thousand dollar mark, then you're making seventy, seventy five thousand, then you're making eighty five, ninety, and boom, that's it. That's that's the base salary for veterans. I think it's about ninety thousand, eighty seven thousand or something, I think it is. Yep. So well that's year three and then year three that then the players can renegotiate. Um of course you can put different things into the contracts that, you know, for performance bonuses and and player time and everything else because then you don't want to have a third year quarterback that is you know making seventy thousand dollars by that or make certain positions in the league exempt from it i just remembered that the one and only time that i ever worked in a union and I, I have to really stretch my mind here because it's going back 30, 32 years. There were steps. There were 22 steps, and each one of them was a pay increase, okay? And millwrights were up at the top end of the scale, so were machine tenders, and down at the bottom were the grunt laborers. And your goal was to always be advanced a step. And I think that that's what it, it, you're not trying to negotiate money. You're you're trying to negotiate a, a position from 20, position number 22 to position number, you know, 18. That's what these players should do. And you're the, if we actually had a structure set up where we knew what here's here's your um, salary cap. This is how much you can pay all of your team, and here's the steps. Now, how can you make that work? And it would be simple. It's just straight math. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I wouldn't mind seeing is do it similar as like you do it in the NHL, where the first certain number uh, of years in your career, you are a restricted free agent. So that if you lose that player... You into free agent, you get compensation for it, and then after a certain number, you, a certain number of years, you go to unrestricted free agency. Is that how that works? Yeah, in the NHL, I believe yep. you when you first sign a contract after your rookie. I think it's after six years or uh, or you turn six a years. certain age. I think it's in, is it years or age? Uh, well, about like, it used to be. I think it used, it used to be, to be age, twenty-six. Yeah, twenty six. Now it's six years because six years. they're getting too many guys that are making it at eighteen right. years old. So yeah, so, so yeah, I think it's six, six years, years. With the team. So for the first six years, you are a restricted free agent. So if someone signs that player in free agency, you are uh, compensated for it, usually with draft picks or money or whatnot. And we're talking and huge also, draft picks, like like yeah. two or three number ones or something right. like that. And also the team that has your rights originally has the option of matching the contract. That's correct. And keeping the player. Interesting. Okay. 
something needs to be implemented because this the shit that we're putting up with these one year contracts and 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 players coming in and walking away with no loyalty, no kiss my ass, no nothing, is 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 hurting this league. Number six, Nick Arbuckle, quarterback, Ottawa Red Blacks, signed, resigned, extended with Ottawa. With Ottawa. Okay. Number five, Darrell Walker, wide receiver, Toronto Argonauts. Where's the skinny on this? Thousand yard player. Third thousand yard season. Wasn't he one of the uh, Edmonton Eskimos? Uh, he wasn't until uh, last year. He, last year, and he went to yeah. Toronto. Didn't have a quarterback, and he still got a thousand yards. Yep. Yep. Hard to argue with those numbers. And he could be a hot commodity. Yeah, I'm gonna just throw it out there. He's played a lot with Mike Riley before. Just saying. I was gonna say, you know, Brian Burnham, Darrell Walker. Look out. Hard to argue that pair. Wouldn't that be nice? Nope. Yep. Yeah, it would be. Might not be feasible, but it would be nice. Yeah. Mind you, he must have some kind of, I don't know, does he have any relationship with Ed Hervey because he was in Edmonton? Probably. Possibly, yeah, I would guess, I would guess so. Yeah. Hervey might I be the one to so bring too. him to Edmonton. I'm not sure. Yep. Okay. Watch this one, Will. Number four, Jagarrett Davis. Um, How'd I do? You did great. There you go. Defensive lineman, Hamilton Tiger Cats. 29 years old. Played most of the last season. Put up some good numbers. I I personally think he's the the best defensive lineman in the CFL. Um, But he's also, I don't. I don't know if he'll stay in the if he'll stay in Hamilton because he's all about the money and he is a they say he is a different kind of cat okay he's not a normal human being so who knows who knows I'm uh you know what I'm a Facebook friend or a messenger friend with him and whenever I send anything to him he always answers me he seems like a really nice guy so. I mean, okay. he's uh, he's been to the Grey Cup the last uh, three years in a row. So, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of him. Nope. Nope. Okay, third position: Zach Caleros, quarterback, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He has been extended. It hard. <laughs> How does Zach Caleros get to be number three and Matt Nichols number two? Quarterbacks. Uh, they just they just don't agree with you, Christopher. I I hope whoever put the NFL.ca is trying to tell me that Matt Nichols is a better quarterback than Zach Caleros because. Okay, Matt Nichols, quarterback, Winnipeg, released. He is now a free agent, a total free agent, not just going to be a free agent next week. He right now could sign a contract with anybody and is talking about um, Toronto Argonauts right now. We're talking with him. 
the numbers don't say much. Even if he was healthy the entire season, his numbers weren't that great. He would have had less than 4,000 yards throwing over 18 yard, 18 games. Uh, his TD to interception ratio is amazing at three to one. Uh, but he just didn't throw the ball. So, yeah, well, why would you when you have Andrew Harris in your backfield? I is uh, they didn't need a great quarterback. Well, they needed a great quarterback to take them over the hump. They didn't need a great quarterback to play quality football. Matt Nichols is gone from Winnipeg. That's a fact. And in reality, if you think about it, he was traded from Edmonton because they thought James Franklin was the next one or was a good second-string quarterback. He ended up in Winnipeg, and obviously Winnipeg has the same feeling towards him. So maybe he is going to sign. Well, the only place he can sign is Toronto. Toronto's the only team looking for a quarterback right now. Uh, Unless he's willing to take a backup role and BC's looking for a backup quarterback. Could he come back behind Mike Brown? No, I'm joking. I was going to say maybe Ottawa, but they spent spent their load on quarterbacks with. uh, Oh, they shot their uh, wad there with Arbuckle. Yeah, they did. (laughs) <laughs> Toronto, he's going to sign with the Argos Or he's not playing football I would assume so, yep mm-hmm. Right he's, He was never that special And at 32 years old, what are you going to do? Okay, the yep. number one Ranked number one Most <laughs> desirable free agent Willie Jefferson Defensive lineman, Winnipeg Blue Bombers Now Defensive lineman. Now, did you not say Jagarit Davis is the number one defensive lineman in the CFL, Will? I, that's my opinion, but yeah, I think he is. Okay, I'm not arguing with you. Willie, I, I, Willie, I don't Willie know. Jefferson. Willie Jefferson is much more flashy. Okay. Jagarit yeah. um, Davis I was not as impressive last year as I thought he would be, but. Don't forget, in Calgary, the last year he was in Calgary, he played on a defensive line with uh, Cordero Law, Mika Johnson, and Jagarid Davis, and I can't remember who the other guy was. But those are pretty impressive guys, and it makes you that much better when you have that much of a defensive line. So, um, but, so, so right now, guys, you know what I'm thinking, eh? The show's over? No, Calgary signs Jagarin Davis, Willie Jefferson, and Mika Johnson. Look out, world. <laughs> Good luck with that. Okay. That's, that, my that's dream. a wet dream Sorry. of Willie's. A, man, yeah. a man's allowed to have fantasies, okay? Okay. Uh, i got to wrap the show up because this is perfect timing. We are out of time. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number two, uh, 421. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and it's been my pleasure and honor to talk football with the great – Charles Cliff and Will McDonald. You guys say goodnight. Charles, go ahead. Good night, folks. So next week when we're on the air, we will have lots to talk about because it'll be the first night after free agency. So I'm sure there will be lots of discussions then. We'll see you next week. And we are doing shows on Tuesday night until the end of uh, the start of the season, guys. We are working on Tuesday nights from now on. Uh, William, say goodnight, my friend.
Good night, everybody. Have a good week. Watch the draft next week, or watch the uh, (laughs) free agency next week. And go Owls. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.